Welcome back, Cough and Bond listeners. Uh, I am back and in this Jamie's seat. Um, I do want to apologise for some audio issues that we had last week. Um, they have been rectified and we should be smooth sailing from here, here on out. Um, with that, I am sitting down with Vaughan Smith, the re- most, one of the most recent financial advisors at Cough and Bond. G'day Willard, how you doing? Podcast 160 today. 160. Uh, and the first one I think that you and I have uh, been together, just us. Just running solo, yeah. So we're um, going to touch on how to manage interest rates and the rising of those interest rates and how that will be affecting our clients' back pocket. Yeah, we are. So we've been talking interest rates for a while, uh, haven't we? Because you know, I think over the last six months, uh, interest rates have have been talk of the town um you know obviously from the historic lows that we've seen uh from november 2010 uh until kind of last year you know gradually rates have been um falling and very low to the historic low of 0.1 percent so you know debt was cheap uh for quite a while there you know australians love property as we know uh, Australians love um, being able to gear up on investment properties and, and debt's been cheap for so long that, um, you know, obviously the debt to, debt to income ratio across the country is really high. And we've known over the last six months that rates were going to rise and now it's kind of happening. So I guess the question is, what is going to, what are the impacts going to be now? Um, you know, the, the RBA expects to lift the cash rate further to around two and a half percent. And Inflation's currently running at 5.1%. Um, so really, annual wages growth uh, isn't keeping pace with rising prices. Uh, you know, annual wages growth of 2.4%. Um, that's not keeping pace. So, you know, we're, we're in that phase now where we saw it coming. It's now happening. It's priced into markets. Um, it's becoming priced into uh, the residential property market as well. Um, so, you know, I think it... It puts a lot of pressure on some of your bigger mortgages, which are, you know, not necessarily your inner city um, apartments, uh, not necessarily your top end of um, of property where there's less debt, but it's more of your your mid range properties. Your, um, you know, in Melbourne, for example, your one to two million dollar properties, that sort of mark, where there might be, you know, three hundred grand equity in a one point five million dollar property. Uh, those are the sort of properties where if you've got a $1.2 million loan and you've borrowed at uh, you know, a variable rate of 2% and you're now looking at um, 4%, you know, that's going to be um, an extra $30,000 annual payments. Mm-hmm. So um, even on two larger incomes, that's a massive hit. Um, so you know, th- those are the sorts of things that um, you know, that creates an opportunity really to firstly have everything reviewed um, in terms of your loans. and. Um, and we've got a broker in here, which uh, Jess Arden has recently joined the crew. Uh, so she's actually got a mortgage broken background um, at a different firm she's come across. So we've got that whole capital um, uh, I- internally now, um, which is really good. So, you know, I think that's something that we're discussing with clients who are even within their investment properties uh, who are quite geared up, that this is the time now to, to make sure that you're getting the absolute best rates you can. Um, whether it be variable, fixed, um, interest only, P&I, um, you know, working out what your goal is and then um, chatting with Jess about how to get there. Um, it's times like this that that's really important. 
Yeah, definitely. And um, I think it's pretty interesting the, um, the big four banks have been very eager to push on the cash rate rise straight onto their consumers. Mm. And but they, it hasn't really been uh, seen in saving rates either. So yeah, um, it always happens quickly one way, not the other, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, so where are you seeing mortgage rates going? And are you concerned, or how? What is? What are those conversations been with the clients? Yeah, I think you need to keep it manageable. Um, so it's obvi- it obviously changes for you know every client depending on their their situation, but you know. Um, you don't want to be in a position where you're financially stressed. So, I mean, if you look, the big four banks aren't obliged to, to pass on cash rate changes, um, but, you know, variable mortgage rates, um, you know, change from 46 to 4.8% in May. Um, so, you know, I, I think most homeowners, based on what they actually applied for and the serviceability that they showed when they got the loan, should be able to absorb a 2% rise in repayments. Um, uh, recently, actually, APRA has insisted that all lenders apply three percentage points uh, on top of the headline borrowing rate as a stress test. Stress so, test, yeah. um, you know, in theory, three um, percent is kind of that uh, that flexibility that you should have. But you know, that three percent that's going towards interest repayments um, that affects other parts of your life. You know, if you've got kids in private schools, if you've got um, other expensive hobbies, if you're looking to buy a car, you know. Those sorts of things that um, are more uh, lifestyle choices and lifestyle assets, um, those are the sorts of things that people have to be really conscious of in, in economic times like this, or this part of the cycle. Um, so, you know, I think it's case to case, but you know, there's probably still room that rates are going to go up over the next 12, 18 months, I would have thought. Yeah, that sounds um, a bit grim, some would say. Uh, we do seem like there is still some tension out there in regards to the economy. Uh, still got a hot war happening in Ukraine. Uh, that uh, oil price still hovering around $100 a barrel and um, that dripping into a lot of uh, logistics and stuff that is pushing up that core inflation, which is um, pretty scary because I, yeah, as... I do read a little bit on the economy and a lot of people are starting to think that this could be a 1970s moment and another oil crisis in the sense that Mm. we have significant high inflation and that um, with that high inflation, reserve banks around the world are going to start to flog flog the economy to death to try and reduce that inflation. And so um, could be some bit of a dire circumstances if things do transcend into that um, area. But um, yeah. Do you think there's much of a chance of that? Um, look, I think there is still the f- element of a huge globalised network in regards to where places can get oil. Um, I think it was very limited back in the 1970s, but um, I know the Larry Fink of BlackRock, he said globalisation of the last 30 years hit its peak mm-hmm. when Ukraine um, was invaded. Um, and it is a bit of a dire circumstance, but I think they won't. I'm hoping that the, yeah, the reserve banks don't flog the economy to the ground. And it's interesting because the European Union haven't raised their rates, and I think it's coming down to this cost push inflation that we're seeing because of the oil price. Yeah, drips into everything, and obviously seen a lot of supply chain issues on the back of COVID. But yeah, we um, it's got some inter- interesting 12 months ahead of us. So. Mm. Uh, yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of it really does depend on the situation in Ukraine. Um, it feeds into a lot of things, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, um, because that's kind of 
created some of these issues with inflation um, and interest rates. It all kind of ties together. Um, one point to note in terms of um, rates is that, you know, often if you have a home loan, then, you know, there's obviously a lot of factors like you can cut down on, on non-essential spending, you know, takeaway, eating out, streaming services, look at your insurances. But, you know, if you have a home loan, potentially the biggest saving involves uh, actually just contacting uh, a broker and seeing if you can get a better deal. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's de- definitely something to keep in mind as, as rates rise and, um, and a bit of uh, mortgage stress comes that, you know, there's no harm in switching lenders if your bank doesn't budge. Um, and that's something that a, a good mortgage broker can do, um, yeah. such as Jess in here. Yeah, definitely. And I think that we, I think what we try and do for our clients is provide a annual, like a consistent review and always be reviewing them to ensure that they are always in the best position they mm. can so they can live the life um, without much complexity and yeah. definitely with the reinsurance that they are on the path that they want to be on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, anything further? I think that's just about it, Willard. Um, if you've got, if you're listening to this and you're a, a Kofkin Bond client um, or prospect, then please get in touch with us, um, and we can certainly help you out. Because, yeah, rate rate rises are happening, but it's not all doom and gloom. There are changes that can be made. And definitely, yeah, and we're open for the conversation. So please do reach out. Thanks, Willard. Good to chat. Thanks, Vaughan. Kofkin Bond Podcast is a product from Kofkin Bond & Co, which we are an authorised representative of Kofkin Financial. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of the Kofkin Bond Podcast are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decision, you should read the product disclosure statement and if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from the podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Kofkin Bond website, or you can find resources on the ASIC website and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Kofkin Bond and Co. and the host of the Kofkin Bond podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of the country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.